Ella is me, and I'm, I'm 19, been out of school two, two years. Two years now, yeah, two, two years. years. Um, I became a receptionist pretty much straight away out of school or out of HSA even, um, and been doing that ever since and really enjoy it as well as a lot of cheerleading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's me. And how are things at the moment? Yeah, we've got this pandemic and everything, but yeah, um, and everything. They're obviously like taking its toll. It's not like I've com- like stooped back to my old self type of thing. It's yes. just like I'm noticing I get really frustrated at really small things. Like hmm. there's a person in my family, they either whisper or like yell and I just can't stand it. Like I need to get away from get it. Irritated. I just get so angry really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think isolated with other people isn't great all the time. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's not. It can get a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I usually like before the pandemic, I was training for something quite large, so it took yeah. up like pretty much every single afternoon except for a Wednesday and weekends. Yeah. So I didn't really see like my family as much as what I did because trainings, you get home at like 9.30 yeah. when everyone's already off to sleep ready for work the next day. Yeah. So I think because I'm like seeing them a bit more now, I'm just getting a little bit more irritated, like I don't have as much time to – and because I'm not doing as much exercise, I'm not releasing as much like endorphins, I think. So yeah, I'm yeah. just getting a bit annoyed. Yeah, you get like restless as well. Like I found I've, I've – through all of this, it's, like, hard to, like, you have so much energy when you're, like, going to sleep. I know about you, but, like, just because you're not really able to, yeah, you know, use it a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you get into schedule to all these things. Yeah. I had a very um, person as well that I need schedule. Like, yeah, I need routine. Even, even throughout the pandemic, I've still kept things the same. Like, I still see the same people on the mm. same days or afternoons and still... I guess like do things I like to do. We have yeah. scheduled Zoom classes Zoom. for some things. Yeah. It's it's good. It's it's yeah. not the same, but it's good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So yeah, schedule I need. The issues and talking about that. So you mentioned that it all started from anxiety, which led to bulimia, and that led to a depression. So how did you? How I guess this anxiety start in the first place? Um, I think from because I used to do gymnastics and it was very disciplined and lots and lots of hours a week so yeah. I was very heavily focused um and by doing that I like I saw friends and everything but like not as much really as what a kid I guess kind of did but I put that on myself I loved gymnastics yeah. so then once I finished that um that was 2014 I finished gymnastics so I was in year eight and I wanted to try something new and see my friends and I wanted to do netball so I did like one day of that and then I went off to Aussies for surf club and I broke my foot while I was there right so then I was out for however long I was out and then I did netball and that was all right and then back for a little bit and then I um, started getting a bit sick oh no no it was appendix first. I got oh, my appendix right. out. So then I was out for a while for that. Yeah. And then I broke my foot when I just went to go start netball. So I think because I kind of wasn't able to do anything, I was I just kind of was stuck at home for a bit. 
and missed out on some stuff. I kind of, um, well, I didn't really notice how stressed I was or that things weren't normal yeah. until things, I don't know, like someone would ask me to do something, I'm like, God, I wouldn't do that. Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't go to say hi to this random person. Yeah. Like, I just got really, I don't know, nervous for things like that. Yeah, like little things like little that. Little things, yeah. 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 And then... As you would know, I was out with my friends and then all of a sudden I just vomit. Like, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it happened the first time. I was really confused. Yeah, <laughs> it happened, I remember the first time, out the front of Woolies. What? Laugh. Yeah, then, was that the first time you ever? That was, yeah. yeah, that was the first time when I was just out with friends. And then, and then it just continued happening and we went to go get, um, I got like tests done and all this stuff. And they couldn't see anything. So then I ended up getting, I didn't tell anyone about it. I only told one friend about it because I was too scared for people to know. Mm. And I didn't want the attention on me. No. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's half half. You don't, you, you should have people knowing, but you also don't want that extra pressure or yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I went and got surgery, just like an endoscopy, like down your throat, and they took a biopsy to see if there was like a tumour or a cancer or something like that. And as I was waking up from the surgery, the lady was like shaking me. She's going, wake up, wake up, like, because I want to wake you up to get you out of there basically. Yeah. And um, she was like like, shaking me to wake me up saying, you're fine, nothing's wrong with you, nothing's in your (laughs) stomach. So as I was coming out of this, whatever it's called, sleep, (laughs) I um, started freaking out and I had – convulsions like seizure type convulsions for about an hour and then transferred me to another hospital but as they were transferring me um the paramedic the paramedic paramedic was kind of like just talking to me about like different things like oh like would you have for dinner last night something like that I don't know just random things and then I eventually calmed down yeah and the paramedic actually said to my parents like have you thought about her being stressed and god she's not stressed are you kidding me Mm -hmm. but yeah it was kind of like I had physical signs of anxiety like throwing up yeah like it it wouldn't be like I was trying Mm -hmm. it was just like I'd have I don't know chips from a porto (laughs) (laughs) and then all of a sudden like it comes straight up next to me like two minutes later still hot and fresh like yeah. It was just so happened that happened for like six months, I think. Not six months, maybe like three. Yeah. And then yeah, it, it kind of wasn't like it was yeah, it was basically after I got that, they the doctors they just went, Yeah, just go to a psychologist mm. straight away. Yeah. And then they're like, Yeah, anxiety. Yeah. So that was, it was the like the anxiety was like stuff that was like in your stomach or was it just you felt felt it in like everything you were you were doing well I didn't really realize how stressed I was until like it kind of people started saying things like like I said before like oh we'll go do this or I remember I went to order oh no I went in I was in glue in Miranda and I wanted mm. to buy this dress I tried it on liked it whatever went to go up to the counter and I was like shaking and like yeah. crying because I was so scared to go up to the thing and I was like 15, so I realised then, I was like, wow, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that was 
I think I was kind of holding it, holding it in without yeah. realising because I never talked about anything no. ever, even to my psychologist. Like you find a good psychologist and tell them everything. Yeah. But I felt like I just couldn't tell them absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that trust. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it led to anxiety, led to you developing bulimia. Um, So, like, talk about that and how that was, you know, like detrimental to you. Um, Because I was vomiting involuntary, like, I wasn't making myself vomit or anything. Yeah. I'd obviously lost a little bit of weight and not doing the training I used to be doing. I wasn't really like, I was still like quite fit, but I didn't have as much muscular definition, I guess, as I wanted. Yeah. And I was like, as I started getting better with managing the vomiting, I kind of went like, well, I need, but I like the way I look now. Like Mm. I want to stay this little. I wasn't like really badly little after the three months or anything. I just wanted to stay that way. Mm. Um, And then it started um, progressing to, a lot of binging, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, eat throughout the day, and I'd have a small meal depending on if I was training or not. Mm. And then, and then I just bring it back up because I didn't want it there. Mm. And it was pretty hard because, again, because I was doing quite a bit of training. Um, it was quite. It was like um, people would kind of eventually noticed yeah. and it was something that I was just it was detrimental I guess because it was something that I was focusing on like every single day I'd mm. wake up mm. and as soon as I'd wake up and look at my arm to like see how small it was to make sure it was like skinny enough yeah and then I'd go in the mirror and I'd like stand on this certain spot and like make sure that I was like because there was like little divot lines in the in the door and I needed to be like in between the lines or mm. less even I just like I was so focused on it mm. and it just affected my training a lot I guess because like I was still I was able to do everything and I was quite good yeah. unfortunately <laughs> and then um but I guess I wasn't really able to do as much as I wanted and yeah people mm. people noticing like I had a person when I was training say like yell out across the room, Ella, you look quite skinny. Have you been eating? And I was like, Ooh. Um, yeah, I've just been sick the past like I've just been sick the past week. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. When like just things like that, it just made me so uncomfortable. But it wasn't something that I felt like I could stop. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I just had an ideal. I just wanted to be petite. Yeah, I felt like as well because I'm. Because I'm a bit short, <laughs> so like it's not like well, you know, they're like short and stocky, or like short and like yeah. I was always quite bulk with muscle. Yeah, I was very strong. So I just kind of wanted to get rid of that and be more small and skinny. Not yeah, small and thick. Yeah, with a C. <laughs> so, with two C's. Yeah, two C's. <laughs> yeah. Um. And was it, did you like face, was it more your own pressure you were putting in yourself but was there also the pressure of performing, like did that come into play, you know, because you had to be, I guess, like a certain figure and you had to. For cheer. Yeah, for like cheer and, and 
uh, well, obviously like gymnastics, but did you face pressure from anyone else to to get things into order? No, but I felt like because I was very strict on myself in gymnastics, I felt like I had to be fit in order to be the best for myself, the best for my team, even though gym was in the team sport. Yeah. I just felt like it would be good if I could just not have the coaches have to worry about what I'm eating at home, just making sure that I'm, like, being, I don't know, good and just eating healthy yeah. so that I can get the right nutrients to have the best performance of training. There wasn't really outside, um, yeah, outside, pressure, no. outside pressure. No. no. Yeah. Just you. <laughs> I guess explain it to someone who doesn't really know or, like, have any experience with it at all. Bulimia. I guess, yeah, bulimia, yeah. Um, well, for me, I, I was kind of denying the fact that it was that. It, I was just saying I'm stressed, so I vomited. Yeah. Whatever. But um, bulimia, one of the main sources is anxiety. Yeah. It comes from many different things for different people. Everyone's different. Um, but for most people, it can generally be brought on by anxiety, which it was for me. Mm. Um, and it's just forcing yourself to throw up to look a certain way or if you want to or if you just want to think it's a good way to lose some pounds. It yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's generally binging as well. Yeah. It's it's not really um, starving yourself for days or it can be for different people again. It's different yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it can happen to anyone as well, which is scary. It can yeah. happen to, I don't know, a 30-year-old male that's doing a sport like running or cycling that requires them to be really lean or yeah. they're naturally lean, I guess, because of how much cardio they're doing. But, yeah, it can, yeah, it can be brought on by anything. Yeah, yeah it's scary. <laughs> now, you did cover this before, but when you first noticed everything was going on, when did you when did you first, uh, like, tell someone about it and come to terms with it? Which part? I think, I think, I think anxiety is like the first thing that led to everything. So when did you first tell someone about all the anxiety that was going on? Um, I didn't really tell because after I had that little endoscopy surgery and I didn't go to school for two weeks after that, Mm -hmm. um, recovering or whatever. It wasn't really recovering. I just didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Yeah. It (laughs) was kind of after maybe... I think until I just went to, because I was with a psychologist for a while going every week, and I was like, I'm a person where I need to know diagnoses, which sucks at the moment because yeah. I'm going through. But yeah. um, I was like, so what do I have? Like, what's what's the deal? And she's yeah. like, oh, you've got anxiety. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really, I told my, um, I told a few of, I actually told one close friend. Um, at the time and I think people kind of like got the gist but I find that if you don't really know me, look at me, I don't know, as a girl that just kind of does whatever, I don't really care. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I was very nervous for a lot of things. I only mm. really told this one person and, yeah, went on from there. Yeah. So has, has social media played a role in any of this? Um, for me, it hadn't. I, not social media, but I did watch a TV show, and there was a specific. I'm not going to mention it. So yeah. Look, but um, 
there's a specific character that I was so like she was mentally ill and I felt like uh, she she had um, anorexia in the show mm. and I felt like I was like relating to her almost so I just became obsessed with watching it wow. and it's really bad but it even shows you like ways that they would when they're being weighed to make sure that they have gained weight like that they would quickly do something to show that like they've gained weight um, yeah yeah so I really not social media that influenced it but that definitely was something that I was focusing on heavily this show um, and just being obsessed with this person basically yeah right. yeah not really social media no, yeah because I think a lot with people who go through um, I think eating disorders in general, it can stem from they look at, they go on Instagram or whatever social media platform and they look at these different figures and they're like, oh, I want to be like that. Or they, even in, even in your case, like you could have been looking at, you know, a um, like a gymnastic, you know, like extraordinaire and you're like, oh, I want to look like that and different mm-hmm. things. But it's good that you didn't, I guess, have that. Yeah. Um, experience but I think yeah with a lot of people it's it can um, it's like you look at them and you just want to be them and there's, there's all these things behind the scenes that you don't really Get, understand yeah. yeah there were like I'd see photos more of like I'd see photos and go oh my god I wish I had that body but that wasn't like a part of the reason mm-hmm. why I was like okay go look at myself in the mirror like make sure I look like that because yeah. I wanted to look the way I wanted to look. I wanted to maintain being skinny. I wanted to get to a certain point and then I got to that point and I was like, shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. crap. Like, yeah. I've done it and then, um, and then it kept going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so how did all of this impact, like, your pro- productivity and you're going through school at this time and, like, HSC, so how did that help or not help with that? Um, yeah, well, I went through, like, the bulk of my mental health, like, although it's drifted out to now still, which it will, I've kind of accepted the fact that it will go on for a while, mm. but I know how to manage it and good, yeah. all that type of stuff now. Yeah. Um, but what was the question? <laughs> productivity. <laughs> was, yeah, how like, did it impact your productivity? Um, yeah. and seeing that over the hill, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, for me, with anxiety, I got so scared to the point where I'd be really scared to walk into school and they're my friends, obviously, they're mm. my really good friends, but I was really scared just to, like, go in there and initially say, like, the first hi. Like, I used yeah. to almost walk in and they'd be like, no, no, mum, pick me up. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> in straight away. That happened for... Months, yeah, months, yeah. Where I so obviously you sound on a lot of classes, yeah. Um, it affected my cheerleading, I guess, because I wasn't able to put in as much as where I thought I could, yeah. Um, I thought I was benefiting myself with like for cheerleading, but I wasn't. This was that was my first year of cheerleading, um, in 2016, so. Yeah, it wasn't really like I had low energy levels most of the time. Throughout the day, I felt like I was just kind of like 
even though I was at school with my friends in lunchtime, I was like not isolating myself, but I was kind of making sure I wasn't really noticed because yeah. I wasn't eating at recess or lunch. I just feel like I just stay quiet. No one's going to really like look at me or ask me or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, anxiety and everything. Yeah, that was that's how it pretty much affected me. Yeah. I see with that, it's like overthinking every little situation. Everything. And then as, as it Thinking builds up, you're like. Thinking situations before uh, it's even happened. Yeah, yeah. You're just like a pre-warrior. Ugh. It's like. <laughs> you're not shaking about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I think it's to most people that are like, oh, they just look at it as going to see their friends. But yeah. uh, I think, <clears throat> I think for me, this is kind of weird, but like if I'm going to see like a friend, I like. I intensely worry about, oh, do we doing a handshake? Or am I going to say hi? Are they going to I say hi? Like, when I walked in the door. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a weird thing that you think about and think about and then nothing, it's not even important really. It's just it's yeah. just something that takes control. Yeah. It's, it it's very annoying. It's like having a little devil or something on your shoulders telling you, no, you should be worried. Mm. You should be worried about like, yeah, just yeah. things like that. It was very, I was preempting a lot of stuff before it even happened. If I wake up, say if I like went to bed later than I usually did one night, yeah. I wake up tired before I go to school and I'm just already like, ugh. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm gonna go to school. People are gonna see. Well, they're gonna think that I'm tired. They're gonna think I'm worried. And yeah. They're gonna ask me why I'm like just not talking. They're gonna, yeah. I just yeah. Yeah, I just. Any little thing, any little thing. Yes. Think about it months before it happens. Right. So you talk about how you have you have experience, you know, helping someone close to you and, and they're going through everything. So you, you kind of see both sides. So how was that for you, you know, helping? Um, yeah. No. Yeah, it's well, – I didn't really realise until I had found out that sounds so dumb, but like mm. when I found out, I was kind of, I was very obviously like shocked and yeah. upset, and but I also kind of feel like, well, what I noticed from other people that were also close with that person or people or whoever, um, they also felt not guilty, but like they felt like maybe it could have been their fault, even though it wasn't. Like I, I said to someone, I was like, I know it's not my fault, mm. but I feel like I had some part to do with it. Like I didn't yeah, notice yeah. early enough or things like that. But I think what it, I was also especially, I was quite it's really nervous. Like it really makes me feel a bit nervous all the time, mm. um, as it can, as yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, but because I'd been through this headspace before, um, it kind of made me think I know exactly what they're feeling mm. and that's just because worrying that I knew what they were thinking mm. because, like, those thoughts are not nice. No. It's healthy. quite, yeah. yeah, it's unhealthy and it's not good. Yeah. So um, I, I guess from the outside I was just kind of taking it as letting them do their own thing. If they want to be around people, let them be around people. Yeah. If they want to be alone, let them be alone in the room. But like you still be there type of thing. Yeah. Or yeah, if they want to talk to someone, listen. Don't you don't need to have an opinion. Yeah. I guess I was just taking it as a 
Okay. Yeah. And you're like, you stay close, but you don't like smother them and, yeah, and no. constantly ask them questions yeah. because they can just oh. push you out and just isolate yes. themselves from that. Yeah. Yeah. People going, like, how are you feeling today? Same as I did yesterday. <laughs> Same as I did yesterday. Just go away. <laughs> yeah. So describe like the lowest point you've reached or like the scariest moment, I guess, with all of this. Um, there was obviously this. Not obviously, but for lots of people, there can be more than one time. Yeah. Um, for me, it was because going through the anxiety and then bulimia, and bulimia was something I definitely told, didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah. People just kind of, yeah, she doesn't look good, whatever. Yeah, um, Yeah, so I was quite upset at all those thoughts, and I guess when I really saw I was like, there's no way out. I'm not going to get better. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I didn't really see any, not any future, but, like, I just I just couldn't be bothered with anything. Yeah. Um, so there was a few times with those and it was quite um, sad. It was sad, obviously, for mm-hmm. me and um, my family, people that knew, think like that those things were going through my head. Um, I guess as well when people were um, scary moments when I would remember there was a specific competition where I competed and I came off the floor and like some people pass out when I come off the floor because it's physically the most draining thing ever. If you want to get fit, do cheerleading. But it's, oh, God, it's like a two-and-a-half-minute routine and I came off and usually you just be like, puffing on the car and need water. Yeah. Some people even vomit, but I was just like lightheaded for the next half an hour and I went off and had to go vomit and I felt like I was going to pass out. Mm. And I practically did. And my mum, my people that I know Mm. were like, you look so skinny out there, you need to, like, this is why you're feeling this way. That's right. that's why you can't put up with things. Right. And I guess people kind of confronting me was really scary, especially because yeah. I was scared to talk to people, really. Yeah. And when I'd be sitting somewhere and they're like, oh, you look really skinny. Like, you look skinny. Oh, really? I was like, oh. They're just, like, outing you yeah. before you even had the chance to just understand what you're going through or what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't talk about it no. enough as what I should have. Mm. Like people that don't know, we were very close friends in like, <laughs> year nine or whatever, whenever yeah, it was. Whenever it was. Yeah. And you knew that it was going through stuff, but I don't think they knew like the severity of things. No, or yeah, it's just I didn't talk enough and I think that because I didn't talk enough it brought me to my lowest points or brought me to my boiling points yeah. and getting to my absolute low lowest of lows so yeah, yeah. But would you like spend like so you get you get off from school and then maybe you go to work and different things but if you weren't really obligated to go outside were you just Kind of stay just home. stay home. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be at home. Like, I still did see my friends a lot. Like, that every we had. We all, <laughs> we saw each other often. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> we all oh, saw each other often. Yeah, yeah. I really cool. enjoy those times. Yeah. All that 
stuff. But I was like, other than that, I just, it was almost kind of like I was waiting for something to happen, but yeah. I also didn't want it to happen. I don't know. I just would sit at home, stay, I don't know, on my laptop at the time, watch that show that I was obsessed with over and over. What was it? For this um, uh, Skins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how to show Skins? Skins. Or was it the one you were talking about before? Yeah. 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 I just would sit at home. My psychologist introduced colouring and yeah. coloured him. I just did things that I liked doing. Yeah. I didn't want to go out of my comfort zone ever. Right. Yeah. Um, when you when you were having these moments of like eating and then like throwing up and would would you was this something that you like I guess how put it like you have you have control, you could see what was going on and you could see that it was bad or you, you just saw that it was like a normal thing and that this was just another um, day, I guess, of this happening. I guess I knew it wasn't like normal to do, mm. but I didn't see it as a bad thing. I think because I had the prior prior thing of when I'm um, being anxious for the three months and vomiting without even like I would only know like a second before or not even sometimes like it would just happen yeah so I just say to myself oh yeah it's because I'm feeling this way yeah that it's happening like right. it's it's not me wanting to bring it up like I didn't I was lying to myself yeah and so. like did you did it did you notice that it got better once you came to terms with it and once you you reminded yourself oh, okay I have this like I actually have an issue did it, did it get better from that or did it kind of go the other way? Because um, I, I know for me it yeah. kind of, once I acknowledged that I had anxiety and that it led me to like a depression, it was, it was so much, it was just better that I knew it and then um, when different things would happen, I could be like, okay, that's just, that's just that happening. How can I, you know, work at that better or how can I manage that better, I guess. I was kind of, um, for me, basically I was just sick of myself to the point where I just kind of, I just kind of went, oh, my God, I, like this is so high maintenance. People are questioning me every single day. Mm -hmm. People are looking at me like I could feel looks Yeah. type of thing and I just, I basically was sick of it. But I also met some people in my life that like they didn't say oh you're beautiful the way you are it was mm. just like they didn't say anything about it yeah so that's, yeah that's good or yeah so I just felt like eventually I started feeling comfortable in my own skin and I was like oh it'll be okay if today at lunch I had an apple as well yeah like it's fine yeah um yeah and then it just slowly went up from there um yeah, because I, though, didn't eat until quite late in the afternoon most days. Now I struggle to eat early in the morning yeah. just because I do get that reflux. Yeah. Um, not better morning to bring up, but it just it just feels like it's going to come up and, like, I can't eat too early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's only sometimes, but, yeah, it's just I just eventually felt comfortable the way I was and knowing that I think because... 
at some points or for a period of time, it was like seven days a week I was feeling bad. But then it turned into it was six days a week, but half of the day I was feeling better and then slowly went up from there and I was just able to be a bit happier slowly. Yeah, it was kind of like my body and my brain had naturally gone through it and I was luckily able to pull through. Yeah. And just start feeling better on my own with not on my own. I had a lot of help with medication, but yeah, yeah. They 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 just work as little aids to get you through. Yeah, to, just to help you, so you can start working on your own. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize I was working really until I didn't take them for like two days. Yeah. I was like skits. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> but yeah. So in the third part, which is you know advice, um, some revelations and reflections. So first question: How was so? What was these like activities that you did um, to help you know get your mind off things, and that were just like therapeutic for you? Um, I was quite it's quite a simp. I just enjoyed <laughs> basically the first thing that the psychologist or advice that was given to me. I just tried it and yeah found make things that I was like able to get my mind off it with mm. or anything with, just have a different focus. So um, things like, like I said before, I just liked colouring in just stencil stuff, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's like um, satisfying yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah, cooking uh, with the cat and the dogs. Uh, the cheerleading is obviously very good because I had lots of friends in that. Yeah. Like I have. I have friends. I always tell myself that I have friends. I have friends. <laughs> yes, you do. And, yeah, I just, I guess I just was finding things that I enjoyed, like cheerleading and like coloring in or makeup as well. I really enjoy doing that just to do something and concentrate. Yeah. Some things that, like, take high focus, like coloring inside the lines or pointing my toes really hard when I do a backflip or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Things that needed a lot of focus yeah. to like the most. Yeah. Because if you're not, you're just focusing on everything that's going wrong and just all these, like, this turmoil. And that's, it's good that you have that. And especially with, like, the cheerleading, you meet, like, physical health pose, like you're doing the exercise and that, but also you reach, like, social yeah. stuff as well, like you're with, you're with your friends and you and you're all working towards something and doing each other up. Yeah, we're on the same goal. Yeah. Hopefully. Obviously, Hopefully. But yeah. 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 That was, that was me. Yeah. Best advice you've heard from people and also, like, what's, like, the worst advice? Or, like, are things that people have said to you? Because there's some things that people say that they think are advice and it's not at the just, same time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> get me started. I know. Um... Best advice, this is kind of like equally good and bad advice, I guess. Mm. So a person or like a specified person, whatever it's called, um, they said to me, if you're out in a social gathering, if you just like walk away from the situation and breathe, breathing was a massive one for yeah, me. Yeah, Because um, with anxiety, people usually tend to have quite a um, – quite short, yeah, sharp rapid. breaths. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really tried, like, controlling my breathing and just thinking about that. Um, 
and yeah, removing myself from situations. If I was at a party, I would just go and sit in the bathroom for a bit until mm-hmm. I was feeling better and then I'd go back out. Um, but sometimes that's kind of backfired on me. Mm-hmm. Like I go to the toilet and I sit down and then I like go out and then I go back in again and then I think, God, people are going to be thinking that I'm just so weird going to the toilet for such a long time <laughs> that I'm like doing something if I'm like going to the toilet that often or if I'm doing something bad in there. Yeah. I don't know, like I just – it kind of backfired on me, yeah. on me in that way. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then for bad advice, this this is for me personally. For other people, it might help. I don't know. But yeah. I went to – I tried out a hypnotist. And yeah. she was very – yeah. And <laughs> she told me anxiety is just like a switch. You switch it on, now just flip the switch. Just oh, turn it off. Yeah. When I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. I would love to. If I could, I wouldn't sick. be here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't turn it off. <laughs> and we went to one session. See you later. I'll nah. come back here. But that was definitely the worst advice I think I got. That's some of the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> it was so bad. I remember hearing it thinking, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, um, where is it? <laughs> I'm searching. I can't find it. <laughs> Yeah, so that was str- the strangest and worst advice I've gotten. Well, oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> like, that's so. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm going to make you. That's right. <laughs> um, so, what are some like false, like stereotypes that you've heard? I think Cody mentioned that it's like it's a, it's a mental illness, not like a physical thing. What's something that you've noticed that people just assume um definitely like one of my big ones that i kind of like notice a lot often and although i'm seeing more and more progression on it is um people specifying uh, genders like just female kind of maybe the same age like get it there's not really a lot of focus of on like men's mental health or gay lesbian trans like yeah. Things like that, like they're focused on, but I don't think it's kind of like as known. People just mm-hmm. assume it's it's adolescent boys and girls, but it's yeah. just adolescents or it's just um, girls at this age and men from age like 18 to 25. Like it's, mm. it's any time, any time. I know a person that went through eating help, um, eating disorders when they were 10. So yeah. it's anyway. So what is something you'd tell your younger self? Actually, you can choose cool. What was something you'd tell your younger self looking back now? Mm, I, it's kind of yeah. hard because I'd almost be sounding like other people. Yeah. I guess right. saying just have a chocolate and keep it there. Don't bring it back up mm. or things are going to get better another big thing that lots of people just generally say Mm. but I guess that um just keeping on doing things that just keep on doing things that make you happy yes or see people that make you happy yeah and not worry I think probably the biggest things yeah but I definitely think 
mental health as disgusting as it is and it should happen to no one. Um, one of my friends, she kind of has gained a, like, she likes all the, like, spiritual type of stuff or all that stuff. Yeah. And that she she said, um, like, I went through this then so that I can deal with something later in my life. But I think that definitely mm. related to me with I don't think I could have gone through what happened with my muscles and legs and things like that um, if I hadn't gone through mental health. I think it would have been really, really hard. Mm. Like as hard as it was, yeah, it could have been worse. So. It's, I think it's, it's better to go through it now and to give you a better outlook on life Definitely. Now then, you know, like 10, 20 years down the track when when life is more serious and like you have a mortgage. And, this decade, you know, yeah. this decade is supposedly when you get married and have kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to be young forever. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you can just stay that way. I, I'm like, it's like I'm nearly 20 now and I'm like, what's oh, happening? 20 seconds. Hey, you know that. 17. Yes. Hey, I got you. <laughs> what is something that you're like always grateful for that always brings you back to reality? I'm not going to say names, but yeah. people around me, like you Just have, it, yeah. I think with going through mental health and I wish that yes. um, people around me, like going through mental health, unfortunately, I'm still friends with these people, but. I think I definitely um, we weren't we aren't as close as what we were before I went through it, um, and that was my fault because I purely like my biggest fear and still is is the fear of just not knowing, like the yeah. fear of the unknown. Mm. And I was I could not trust anyone. It was like a person had I thought this person had told this other person I was going through this. Mm. And I got really upset about it, but really the other person just figured it out because mm. I wasn't coming to school, I wasn't eating, I wasn't doing whatever. They just figured it out, but I just couldn't, like I didn't, yeah. Mm. So I lost a lot of friendships, but something that brings me back to earth or down to earth or whatever, um, yeah, that would definitely be just having people around me that I generally like being around mm. and just happy around yeah. and doing cheerleading. I love doing backflips and feeling special because, I don't know, no one else in my class can do a backflip or something like that. I know. I know. <laughs> no. I just, yeah, just finding things that I enjoy, like cheerleading and friends, and I love food Yeah. now. That's good. So yeah. It's come full circle, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What is something that you you know you can do better? Yes, moving on. Um, that's a problem. Moving on, um, I guess trying to not stress about things that are happening or like focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah, I like to try and apply. In Chile, again, I'm sorry for the references, but no, um, in a routine, there's lots of different things that you need to do. And say if you have like a harder skill at the end of the routine, so you like if you focus on something that's like in the future so often, 
you're gonna like lose touch with yourself, I guess, or yeah. whatever you're doing at the time. Yeah. So I guess just going like one cat at a time and focusing on one specific thing when it's happening, not focusing on something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah, yeah, I guess keeping on applying that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess that's quite. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Good thing. I think good thing about sports is that they all apply to life in their own way, and they all yes. have their like lessons of, of how you can win. I guess like yes. Yeah. I was very like gymnastics was a very disciplined sport, and as well as well with gymnastics being so disciplined, I felt like I always needed someone to um, tell me something to fix. Yeah. Something like that, like your back legs bent in a split jump, something like that. I just felt like, okay, I can focus on that and fix that. Yeah. But then when I finished gymnastics and I then broke my foot and got appendix out, wasn't doing anything, I couldn't do a lot. Mm. No one was really telling me, oh, you should do this, you should yeah. do that. Yeah. I was just kind of like stuck in my own head of how can I make things better for myself? Yeah. I guess that's how it kind of helped bring everything on sport sports have been a big part of my life yeah. and I enjoy it. Yeah. You've already given some like really good advice um, for anyone going through something similar. So what you know I guess what's like the best advice you can give from yourself? To other people? Yeah I guess. Speak out and just as much as you don't want to get help, whether it's talking to just a friend, if it's one of those helplines, yeah. um, calling someone, someone that you, just anyone, if it's a psychologist, anything, just try to talk to someone and don't bother yourself up because mm. as much as you don't think that it's impacting you, it is, and some of the things that you're feeling aren't normal and yeah. you should be feeling not that way. <laughs> yeah, you need to face way. it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for coming on. You did very well. Thanks for coming for the last part, Cindy. Appreciate you. Shaking the whole time. <laughs> no, you did well. Sweating and cold at the same time. <laughs> okay, thank you for watching. Hope you found something good from this and have a good day.